What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Pat, here with my wife, Julia. We're ready to record a good episode today. A great episode. This this one is actually, we've done it many times, and we will continue yeah. to do it many more times. This is actually probably our favorite episode to do, which is our monthly advice column. We like hearing from everybody when people write in their situations, whatever whatever they've got going on, and Julie and I get the easy part. We just get to sit here and talk about it. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, before we get right into it, because actually we had a pretty big glitch yesterday on Instagram, so Uh-oh. for like 10 hours, there was no one that was able to even put in their responses, and I just didn't have time to do another, So, um, which I feel bad about. But we have we still have some good ones. But we are um, moved. We're basically We're s- like three steps back, I feel like, right now. <laughs> We've already done this. We went back to where we were. Yeah. Already did this. We were, were in Jersey again at my parents' house. And yeah, we're just kind of getting ready for the wedding. And I feel like we've been talking that, about that for so long, which I'm sick of talking about. But <laughs> it's like the only like thing we've been really working on the past few months. Yeah. Besides like work. But, you know, the only other thing that's on our mind. Yeah. I mean, we've got 10 days until our wedding. Yeah. Um. Actually, when this comes out, it'll be less than that. So we're pretty pretty excited for that. I think kind of feels like it's at a point where everything is done. Like, yeah, there's still some some final decisions, some more emails to be sent, but everything major is kind of done. We're we're right there, way yeah. closer than we've got any other time we tried to get married. <laughs> and now we just any get to time. go party. Yeah, I'm excited to just party. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that's the fun part to look forward to now is seeing everybody. I mean, it's a lot of people we haven't seen in a couple of years. It's people we haven't even, you know, my side of the family, Julia hasn't met or people on her side I haven't met. So it's just kind of a yeah. fun thing to think about everybody coming together and just finally celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, just finally. And I feel like that's going to be the the theme of the wedding weekend just finally. Yeah. Like finally I there. Think everyone will feel that too when they're there. Yeah. Um, do we have any life updates besides that? I mean, other than moving and uh getting married, I feel like not much of a life update we could give that would compare to those two. I feel like those yeah. are two of life's big moments. Yeah, there's nothing honestly, there's nothing else really going on from last no. week. So No, Willow is still a Willow. She's cute as a button. She's been big. Actually, the um neighborhood we live in. Uh, down in New Jersey has a dog park, so she loves it. We actually took her on the beach this weekend too, so she just gets a lot of like outdoor time when yeah, we're here. She so never she loves got it. that in Philly, and I mm-hmm. think she's like actually loving it here and enjoying it and being able to like see out the window, which she like couldn't really do. And when she mm. did, it was just like tops of buildings and birds. So yeah. I think she's enjoying it, and we hope that she doesn't turn into a barking dog. No. Because she does not bark. There are so many dogs on this street, like the street we live on. It's just lined with families who have dogs. And I think everybody just lets their dog like sit by the front door, sit by the front window. And anytime anybody walks by, the dogs just bark. Yeah. And luckily Willow doesn't do that, but knock on wood. Yeah, she doesn't bark. She's She's been really good and she's going back to training for another three weeks when we're mm-hmm. away at the end of this month. So We're going to miss her. Yeah. 
All right. Well, should we get into it? So we did ask you guys for what do you need help with? What do you need advice for? And you always deliver. And I feel like I always make sure to say that this is anonymous and we never like, you know, blast that Sally wants to know how to do something. How to break up with her boyfriend. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys always putting your trust in us and feeling like you can like, you know, confide in our opinions, even though we know each other through uh, the internet. Mm. So it makes us feel good. Yeah. Yeah. We always appreciate it. I feel like it gives us a little bit of a insight and connection with all of you guys when you do write in and say, hey, here's what's up. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm thinking. And, you know, I think Julia and I air everything out on here. But we don't always get to hear it, you know, coming from you guys. Yeah. So when we do do, when we do do, when we do these comment boxes and people fill out stuff, it's just really helpful insight for us to be able to see what you guys are thinking, what you guys are, you know, going through and things you guys would like to hear. So, yeah. So this is a an interesting one that I like because it's um has to do with what's coming up soon and she is saying I'm second guessing my wedding dress. It's simple, pretty strapless, but it doesn't make me feel bride. Mm. <laughs> that sucks. That does suck. Damn. I feel like okay, first of all, it depends when your wedding is. Like, if you are really bummed about this and you really just have been looking forward to this day for so long and it means so much to you, like, if it's going to make or break how you feel that day, get a new dress. Yeah. I think that was my initial reaction as you were reading that. It was yeah. like, de- even depending when it is, and I understand, you know, the big ex- wedding extravagant dresses, they're not like you go to the store, try it on, and walk out with it. But there are places that you can do that. So if you're willing to put the time into like find a new dress that you do feel bride and feel beautiful yeah. in, then do it. I now the other yeah. thing I was thinking about is obviously cost yeah. and time. And can you and return your dress? Yeah, exactly. Like there are some other details that go into it. But, you but know, I think I'm interrupting you. Yeah, of course. That's what you do. <laughs> I think that like you were pat was saying like you know it is a process when you go to like wedding shops and i feel like nowadays there's a lot of brands that make dresses that aren't necessarily for weddings but can be for a wedding and just like beautiful gowns that like you could maybe feel even better in and spend less money and it'd be a quicker process like mm-hmm. just something that makes you feel better than this dress does because wedding dress shops are you're paying for like the experience and you're paying for the idea that it's a wedding dress and it just mm-hmm. doesn't have to be that. So I was almost going to go that route. I ended up going with like a wedding dress designer, but I did have thoughts about like I just kind of wanted like a silk dress or like something like I could just get anywhere. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're, if it doesn't make you feel bride and you want to feel bride, then yeah, if you have time, up. change it up. Yeah, you don't want that to be a regret of that day. Yeah. Right? If you don't want to be well because you know everybody that day, like everybody when they say hi to the bride, they're like you look so beautiful today. Yeah. You look so wonderful. No matter what. <laughs> and if you don't feel that, then it's just going to be annoying by the end of the day and you're just going to be like yeah. tired of hearing people say that. Like yeah. when you want to feel that way. I mean, yeah, you do. I want to feel that way on my wedding day. Yeah. And and also if you, like I feel like I'm so excited for Pat to see me in my dress finally mm-hmm. and I love it so much and I like already know he's going to love it but just like having the confidence that I feel in it I think will just like make me excited to wear it all day. 
yeah. and make me excited for people to see it. And like, my, it's nothing crazy either. Like, I don't have this like ball gown, like poofy mm-hmm. thing because that's not me. Like, I'm still in a dress that's very me. But at the same time, it's your wedding dress, and like, you only get to wear it once. Yeah, and then and then it just sits there. Yeah, I guess the advice is do what you got to do to make it make it right. We do. Think, you don't yeah, want to go into you your day right. not feeling right, not feeling like you want to be feeling so. I mean, if your wedding's like next week, that's another problem. Yeah. Yeah, time. Time. Yeah. But it sounds like you're maybe writing in as you have you have some time. Someone put LDRs, and I'm just going to say that we have a whole episode on long-distance relationships, so I would go back um, because we talk about it so much, and I don't yeah. think we should like repeat ourselves, but we have a whole episode on just long-distance relationships because that is what Pat and I did for so long. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think we get a lot of questions about long-distance relationships. And I don't know if people even we, know that we did that. Well, I think that's they why do. they ask. Uh, I think some people do, and that's why they ask. But it's also, I think, a common thing. Like it's not, yeah. you know, and and that's why we did a full episode on it because we do get so many questions about it. So I mean, go go listen it. to that other episode. I wish I had in front of me exactly when it was, but it wasn't that it's long. Literally ago. just titled "Long Distance Long Relationship distance Advice." Relationships, I think. And, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of good stuff there. I think, you know, the um, we talked through like our whole story. Yeah, we'll give you kind of our insight, our experience. And, you know, Julie and I obviously are a story that uh, a long distance relationship that ends in a positive way or hopefully doesn't end, but has a positive journey to it. So mm-hmm. we think there's definitely a way to to make long distance relationships work and they are worth it. Yeah. Um, this person's so. asking about long distance communication. I feel like we go over like everything about long distance relationship mm-hmm. especially in the episode is communication yeah and so we talk about that because we had like a lot of times where that was really hard for us and that was something that like helped make our relationship better doing long distance so um yeah definitely check out that episode how to end a relationship with a sweet person dot 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 what do i even say hmm. it's not you it's me so you're in this relationship it's a really really sweet person you're just not really feeling it anymore. Yeah. And that's fine. <clears throat> yeah. I but think, they're so nice. You know, yeah, that's hard. I think this is like everybody's problem. We've all had it because it's not like, you know, we have all had bad or we've all had relationships with bad people, but we've all had relationships with good people too. And I always think about it as like two good people doesn't necessarily make a good relationship. Like there needs to be so many different layers to it. And I think you've just got to be like pretty blunt, straightforward with it. Say to this sweet person, no matter how sweet they are, that, you know, there's there's no hard feelings. This is not about who you are as a person. This is just about me not seeing a future in this relationship or me not feeling it today and every day. Or, you know, I think kind of airing out what you're actually feeling and speaking on it, I think, is the way to go. I think, yeah, that's right. And I think also like. I want to say like brutally honest, but it doesn't have to be brutal. Like I think, you know, if this person really, really likes you, number one, they should understand. But number two, they're going to be hurt. And so I think if you're just as honest as you can be, like, you know, exactly how you're feeling later on, this person will be happy that, you know, you were honest with them versus doing something that's maybe not as honest. And, you know, at the end of the day, people just want you'd be honest with them and they want like the realness. And I think like relationships don't always work out and that's, you know, it's hard and you're going to hurt that person. So like going into it, doing what you can to like 
hurt them less than yeah. you're probably already going to. Mm-hmm. And just maybe like even sitting down before you do it with yourself and going over exactly what you want to say and like what you think they might come back and say, depending on what kind of person they are. Just like, I feel like being like really prepared. Yeah. And I would say regardless of how sweet that person is or isn't, like anytime you're breaking up with somebody, like at that night, you got to be the one to put the head, your head on the pillow and be able to fall asleep being okay with what you're with what you said and how you went about it yeah so being open and honest about it is like you know i think just the way to go you know whether or not that's a sweet person or a jerk yeah you know that's hard what it's just like hard like yeah breaking up is always hard whether it's with a good person or a bad person like yeah it's a lot of change and heartbreak and you know But like you obviously you want to end this relationship. So that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You've laid your intentions out to us. Now it's time to lay your intention out to that person. Yeah. Okay. No matter how much I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay. Let me start. Mm. (laughs) Um, No matter how much I'm trying to, I can't stay on track to lose weight. Please help. Hmm. This is a tough one. Uh, one, it's tough for us to answer because we are not experts. Like this is not something totally. that we can really legally give advice on without mm-hmm. like putting a disclaimer. Like we are not experts. We, I know nothing about uh, weight loss. I know generally how it happens. Like you've got to be in a calorie deficit and then you lose weight. Like technically speaking. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, I think like building any habit, it's a matter of, being strict, being honest with yourself, and setting boundaries that are um, realistic. Somebody I follow on Instagram, and they're a like a personal trainer, fitness coach, and he was doing I think a post or maybe it was like stories about. Well, he always gets asked like, "What's the best workout routine?" or "What's the best diet?" or "What's the best fitness gear?" And he always has to say to his clients, he's like. The best workout routine is one that you'll follow. The best diet is one that you can actually stick to. He's like, the best gear is the stuff you'll wear that actually makes you go work out. So it's not so much about like, you know, having the best diet or having the best workout routine. It's like putting it into a framework that works for you. Yeah. So I think that was probably a long way of saying like, don't be so strict on yourself with your diet or workout or whatever, trying to lose weight, like start small, uh, go in through like incremental changes. If you're somebody, you know, like you break your diet or your whatever you, um, because you always want dessert, like calculate that dessert into what you know, you're going to eat that day and cut it out at other places. Or if you know, um, on weekends, you have the most time, like calculate okay on the weekends is when i'm gonna work out the longest or do something like create a plan and a framework that works for yourself um and then the hard part sticking to it yeah i think for me also like this answering this question i honestly feel like i shouldn't or i can't just because like i've never had to like focus on losing weight um so i don't want to like give the wrong advice And I know like losing weight is something that a lot of people like want to do, have to do or like go through. And my first like thought is don't go on a diet because I think there's a lot of like 
restriction necessarily isn't necessarily like the right way to like be healthy but i know that it's like if you're actually trying to lose weight then maybe a diet is what you need to do Mm -hmm. so i feel like i'm really just like not your what you said is good and i think like her question is how can she stay on track yeah um but i think like the restriction is it's really hard because if you restrict yourself and try and keep staying on this track that is kind of what gets you like off track i feel Mm -hmm. like yeah i think you know, being on track with a diet or whatever you're trying to do. I mean, the way that I would say to stay on track is set small goals that are manageable. So rather than look at a big picture and say, oh, I need to lose 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. 50 pounds to me, like when I think about that, is unattainable. That is so far down the road. That is like, that's going to take a lot of time. But if you say this week, I want to lose one pound. Next week, I want to lose one pound. And over the course of a year, if you lose one pound, that's 52 pounds in a year, which would be unbelievable. Like that could be huge changes for anybody. Yeah. So like, yeah, that would be my advice is like set small goals that you're able to reach and attain. And I think that will help you stay on track. Yeah. I hope that's helpful. I don't want to like say the wrong things, but I I think that's. Let's move on. I don't know if this is super similar, but don't want to break. Wait. Oh, my boyfriend is smothering me. Quote, space isn't helping. Been together four years. I don't want to break up, but I feel like I'm delaying the inevitable or am I just being dramatic? I feel like this, hmm. we, I know when you write something in like this, my my first thought is you already have a gut feeling. Yep. You have a gut feeling that this is not going to work for you and you've done the space thing and you're you don't want, you don't miss this person and you don't like... Mm-hmm. But I think like maybe the um, delaying the inevitable is what you're doing just because it's hard. Yeah. You don't want to feel heartbreak. Yeah. I feel like or so many person, times. you want to break their heart. Yeah. You don't want to go through the pain, whether that's yourself or the person you're dating. Like you don't want to put them through that. Yeah. But I think so many times when we do this and people are writing, looking for advice or just even for us to talk about it, you already know what you want to do or what you need to do. The hardest part is just taking that first step to do it in this case. And again, this is, you know, 20 words written in a comment box. But like the sense I get even hear that read is like, you know, you want to break up with this person. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means you guys aren't meant for each other right now. And, you know, it's not once you have that mindset, too, it's really hard, hard to get out of it. Like, you're not just going to be able to, like, flip a switch and be like, okay, I'm back missing this person. Or, oh, I have this passion back for this person. Like, once you have it in your mind that you're delaying the inevitable, like, chances are you probably are. I mean, I have another side of it where, you know, she's starting out saying the boyfriend is smothering her. And maybe you haven't had, I mean, I guess you said space isn't helping. So it seems like maybe this, yeah, this person just isn't giving you what you need Mm -hmm. and you both have to give each other what you need in order to make like any relationship work. And I think the other thing is space isn't helping, but space maybe isn't the, the solution to smothering, right? Smothering could be a reaction because he thinks you want more affection or he want, you want more something. But even after she'd said, well, that's what I'm saying is if you haven't brought up 
that he is smothering, then that's like the first spot to start, right? Like yeah. you've got to be able to say, hey, here's what I'm experiencing with our relationship right now. I feel smothered because this, this, and this. And like, honestly, <laughs> I think about like being smothered. I think about when we were dating early on, like we never saw each other, but there were times where I was like, I feel smothered through text messages and phone calls because you're always like, you were always texting or calling me. And I was like, oh, I just want to be able to hit mute or ignore and it like me yeah you what but it wasn't like you weren't smothering when me was in terms of per uh early on what do you mean i kept calling you never told me this no no no. i'm not saying um i'm just saying like you can feel smothered through the phone like space doesn't necessarily like give you the um the the outcome you're looking for like you need to be able to talk to that person and say hey i feel smothered put it out there, see what his reaction is, and then go from there. Uh, And I think also like what I said earlier, if you feel like you're delaying the inevitable, you probably are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hopefully that was a little bit helpful. I think the gut feeling is the true feeling always. So, okay. Mm -hmm. This one was one email that we got. Um, Hi, struggling over here because I love my, wait, is this like the same thing? Oh, different. Whatever. Struggling over here because I love my boyfriend so much, but feel like things aren't as exciting as they were the first year or so. It's so comfortable now and it just seems like I'm bored. Is that something you can work through? Is that normal to fall in and out of deep passion, excitement over your relationship? I feel like getting into the real world after college changes everything and really makes you realize how hard it is to work at a relationship rather than it always being fun and exciting in college. Thoughts? Thanks. Hmm. I feel yeah. my first thought is that, uh, yes, things don't always stay exciting and, you know, perfect. I mean, Pat and I have gone through ups and downs with that, like just trying to figure out how to like, you know, when, when we were doing long distance, everything was so exciting. And every mm-hmm. time we saw each other, it was like a vacation and a holiday. And obviously that changed. Um, I think it's more about like deep inner thoughts mm-hmm. of how you feel and if this is going to be like is the is the i don't know is the passion like all you need or are you able to like be in this relationship and still get something out of it and still get what you want yeah yeah there's definitely two or a few parts to this question that you wrote in i mean the first one being like is it normal to have the ups and downs of passion and blahness and like the answer to that is 100 percent yes yeah I think you ask any couple who has been together for a couple of years, like would it agree that like there's going to be highs and lows of that. And there are going to be times where, you know, the love overflows and there are going to be times where, you know, well, I also, it's just non-existent. I think that like what you're describing is coming out of college into the real world is a huge change and mm-hmm. a huge like step for a relationship to like, keep going like a lot of people have boyfriend and girlfriends in college and then they either continue to work because they work or they stop because from college to like the real world you're changing so much and you're learning so much and you're figuring out yourself and what you actually want Mm -hmm. and i i kind of feel like it it could be like the perfect time for you to like be alone and explore what you really want and maybe that means you eventually going back to this person but yeah if you're already kind of feeling like I mean, it sounds like you love this person, but like, it's just not what you want at this time in your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is another thing we've talked about before is like the timing of relationships needs to work also, right? Yeah. It's not only, um, you know, about love and all that mushy-gushy stuff, but like, you know, coming out of college, you're excited to build your own career, to live in a new place, to do this, to do that. And like sometimes having a person to do that with is good for some people. And sometimes it's not good for some people. Um, and like, you know, the, the relationships that do work need to like, they need to be, uh, engaged and built at the right time. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe it's not the right time for you. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Living together before marriage slash engagement. What do you think? Uh Oh, <laughs> so I think I've talked about this, um, a little bit. I actually know I talked about this on the podcast we recorded with, where we were the guests on, um, because I think of this very traditionally and I like love that about myself. Um, <laughs> so Julia and I, uh, our plan was never to live together until we were married. And but yeah, we COVID. grew up different. No, we grew up oh. differently. Like you are more traditional and I never was like that. So we had different views on that. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my opinion was I never wanted to live with somebody until I was married. And, you know, my view was on it. Like, I think there's so much about relationships now and today that, um, like people just need to keep testing. Like, oh, I need to live with him before I decide if he's the one or, mm -hmm. oh, I need to, you know, do this with him before I decide. And like, I personally hate that because I hate thinking that um, like Julie and I are like a perfect fit. We're not like, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of commitment and sacrifice. And when we finally move in together, like we know there's going to be struggle and we need to make sure that like the foundation of the commitment is, um, is what gets us through. Not the fact that we had lived together and tested it or, um, you know, I, so for me, it's, advice I like to give people is wait as long as you can. If you can wait until marriage, great. Wait until you're married to live together. Um, or wait till you're engaged to live together. That's my thoughts. I think um, logistically, sometimes it just like doesn't work to wait too. And for us, we were doing long distance. So it was even like kind of harder because harder but also made more sense for us to wait because we were both like living our own lives in that way but also like it felt like it was never going to get anywhere unless we decided to get engaged and get married and then we could live together and you know we basically did that and covid kind of pushed it a little bit yeah you know differently but i grew up just like it never was a problem to or it's not a problem but it never was something we thought about like living together before you're married was kind of like just the next step um, in a relationship. So I think like, um, I totally, when Pat kind of brought it to my attention with his thoughts, I like, I enjoyed that. I enjoy it. And I liked the, his thought and it kind of made it easier for me. So I think you have to like talk to the person you're thinking about living with and, and get both sides because I think there's actually like a lot of space to learn about why someone feels a certain way. And like, that's kind of what helped me be okay with it. Um, but I understand why people do want to live together before they're engaged in marriage. I think like, I think you're describing it as a test 
And it is, I guess, technically like a test. But I think some people do need that. And then before they make that big decision, they either decide that they want to or they don't. And I know it's like, do you really want to make a marriage decision based off of if you can live together or not? It's like, Mm -hmm. but what if you can't? And what if that was like the only thing holding you back? Just my perspective of like, I think that either way it's okay and it's good. And just I think that like whatever you want to do is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the the easy answer is like, do what's right for you. Do what you and your boyfriend or girlfriend want. Like do it your way. And I just think like from a commitment level, that's where like, people start living together before they're married. They're like, oh, let's just test it out. Let's see. And then they do it. And then it's like, oh, we're not built on commitment to each other. Like, you know, and so much, there's like nothing saved for marriage anymore. Right. And like, if for me, if it was one thing that I could save for marriage, like living together, like, great, I'm going to do it because I want it to be special. Like, well, you did. Yeah, exactly. And there's like, you know, so many things. It's like, well, then why are we going to get married? Like, what are we actually holding out for? Like, what is this? What is that? Like, why don't we just be two good buddies? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and I think, like I said, like it can go either way. Some people do it one way and they're happily ever after. Some people do it another way and they live happily ever after. And, you know, I think I'm just talking about like my, you know. Yeah, I get the point of, you know, marriage. What is the point? for a lot of reasons if you're just gonna like not save anything for that and that specific person mm-hmm. yeah it's one thing to, it's kind of an you know if i met you and found out that you had lived with like four other girls it would kind of just make it less special i guess in that way of course so yeah i i get it do you ever struggle with keeping some things private in your relationship in your relationship versus telling girlfriends i guess you could answer it for well, I don't have any girlfriends. Well, no, just kidding. I've got lots. Right, Willow? <laughs> um, um, I think for me, it's easier because I don't have a ton of friends that I like talk a ton with like daily. You know, I think. Well, I don't really understand the question. Like, is it asking if. Like, do you like when you talk to your girlfriends, do you just like, you know, everything. share everything or do you have secrets and stuff? And. You know, I, th- I think for me, I share a lot. There's definitely secrets and some stuff that like Julia and I are doing or yeah. how we're feeling. It's not like, you yeah. know, I don't show up at my friend's house and be like, hey, guys, Julia's this or Julia's that. And yeah, we're doing yeah. this like, no, it's not that way. Um, you know, I think it's one part like that's just not how I am. And then another part, it's like out of respect for Julia. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like out there professing all of our business to other people i think that we we have a really good relationship where like we are each other's best friends so like we go to each other for everything i don't feel the need to tell all of the all of our stuff to my girlfriends or anyone i feel like most of the stuff me and pat keep between us and yeah of course i'll share some stuff and i'll confide in people and ask but i think like like Pat said, out of the respect for like me and for him. It's just like, I don't want to be one of those wives who just complains to my friends or like talks shit on my husband. Yeah. You better not do that. Yeah. 
I should say, like, there's different, you know, if you're going to your friends to gossip about your boyfriend, like, that's one thing. It's another thing if you're going to your friends to, like, look for advice. That's another thing. Like, hey, I'm here to ask, like, your input on this. Here's the situation. Not, like, going out and, like, just chit-chatting and airing it all and, like, you know, putting a negative spin to it. Like, that's bad. Yeah, I think there's some things, too, that it's fun to talk about, talk to your girlfriends about. And, like, you know, that's why you have them. Yeah. So. That's what friends are for. So I don't think your question, do we ever struggle? I I don't think so. No. I mean, I think... (laughs) Honestly, I think we struggle more with keeping stuff private versus not with this podcast, with the YouTube, yeah. with all of yeah, like, the social we, media. It's what like, are we deciding to keep private? How do we keep what is private? Like, Yeah, that's what we struggle more with. Yeah, exactly. I just got offered my dream job, but going from full-time to part-time, help. Hmm. I think this is still a good opportunity. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, I understand the implications of going full-time to part-time, right? If that means like a lower salary, lower pay, loss of benefits, like that can have a significant like financial impact. And, you know, I think you got to figure out what's right for you and like, is the job, the work that you'll be doing worth the potential downsize and financial situation, financial income? And is it temporary downside? Like, it, could yeah. this job lead to full time, which is what you want and what your dream job? Mm-hmm. You got offered your dream job. I feel like it just kind of like stops at that. You have to at least try it. Yeah. And see. Yeah, I mean, just titling it your dream job. I mean, that's yeah, and not to be cool. negative about this, but like Pat always says, like, you know, you did your dream job and it ended up not being your dream after a few years, mm-hmm. and like. I think it's just what I'm trying to say is like you just have to take it for what it is right now. Like you were offered your dream job. And if you think too negatively about it, then you're going to regret that. I feel like and just not be as happy about it. But like this is something you obviously been dreaming about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, not knowing like so much of the inside of what this person is like actually talking about, like knowing our follower base, like it can kind of. I'm gauging a picture of like how old and, uh, you know, what you're talking and looking at. It's like, you know, if you don't have a ton of responsibility at home, if you don't have a big mortgage and wife and kids or husband and kids and like do it right. Like Mm -hmm. don't let money be the motivating factor. It's something that you can do. And like, you know, even accepting and saying, Hey, I want to do this and it's your dream job and you go do it for six months and then leave. It's like, you know, you've, you've lived and learned, you come out of it better rather than the regret of saying I was offered my dream job and didn't take it because of X, Y, and Z. Like you'll regret that or, you know, so do it. Yeah. How to deal with friends and drama for bachelorette, backing out, complaining, et cetera. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. I feel like for mine, I did get really lucky where all my friends were just like so in and ready to go. And I was a little bit worried about like, you know, you are asking your best girlfriends to one, take time, maybe take time off work, spend money. And yeah, for a good time. But a lot of times it's really expensive. And a lot of times some people just can't make it. And I think you have to be one forgiving. You have to Mm -hmm. be two sides. It depends who the people are and it depends what they're doing. You have to be okay with people saying that they can't do it. Um, And I know it's like your big weekend and it's all for you and it's your big day and you want all your friends to be there and support you. 
and the ones that want to be will. And not that the ones who can't make it like don't want to be there, but I think you just have to realize that it's like a big commitment for a lot of people and you just can't make everybody do exactly what you want them to do and backing complaining is one thing backing out maybe there's serious reasons and maybe you can talk to them personally and be like what's going on like i want to help you know i was offering also to like pay for some of my friends for certain things if they couldn't and i was like i don't mind doing that um but for like complaining about certain things like if somebody is complaining like they don't want to do this this weekend like no yeah it's your weekend yeah yeah i think you know inviting anybody to a bachelor bachelorette party like you're asking them to sacrifice their time you know they probably cost there's this there's that like you just got to be prepared for people to say no for people to you know make excuses for people to and that's fine right like you got to not be so uh caught up in how other people are going to act like you got to know if i invite 10 people two or three people aren't going to come yeah and one or two people are going to be the obnoxious like focus on the other five and you'll have the best time yeah yeah i mean that sucks i know it's like i feel lucky in the sense that everyone should be just like there for you and i feel like that weekend for anyone's going on any bachelorette party it's like you're just there to support them and if you don't love what you're what they're doing it's like it doesn't really matter you just have to like be happy for them and in your situation it's your bachelorette party so Mm-hmm. I do understand Pat is way more like, oh, just don't worry about this. It's a lot harder than just that, especially as a girl. Yeah. And I think you have to think about like each, I think talking to them personally and being like, what is the reason that you feel this way? And if it's something that's like out there and just like kind of rude, then you have a right to be upset. But if it's like for a money reason or something like you have to just be... uh okay and open-minded about that how when to quit my job after five years that i don't like in this i don't like this industry oh i wrote that one in. <laughs> just kidding i think you know the advice i would give is like know where you're going before you quit or leave and that could mean anything right like if the decision is made that you're not going to work for a year or if the decision is made you're going to start your own business or if the decision is made you're going to accept a job over at the shop down the street, like know where you're going to go and what you're do, what you're going to do before you choose to leave. Yeah. Um, and because you've spent so much time, it's never as like quick and seamless as like, Oh, I left my job last week. That means in three weeks I'll have a job. Like, no, that's not usually how it happens. It takes time. There's you know a lot of moving pieces, especially in the COVID world right now. Um, so that's what I would say is like make sure that you have lined up or at least a plan for what's next um, before you leave. And I also think, you know, if if um, unless you're like you know, so miserable. Yeah. If you're so miserable, then start working, start spending more time to get out. And, you know, somebody uh, gave me this advice talking about, you know, if you there's 24 hours in a day, roughly you spend eight hours sleeping you spend eight hours working, that means you only have eight hours left to do like what you want with your life, which means if you live to be a hundred years old, you would have spent 33 years asleep, 33 years at work. Oh my gosh. And the rest of those other 33 years is doing what you want to be doing. And like framed in that way, it like scares the crap out of me. 
because I've been in those jobs where I'm like, I need to get the hell out of here. Like, like I'm so miserable. What is my life? I work too much. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like the people I'm working it's not with. Worth like, it. it's not worth it. Life is too short to like be bogged down with work. Mm-hmm. Like work is work. Like, yeah, you need a job. You need to make money. You need to whatever. But like, do something. That's if gonna your make mindset you happy. is already you want to get out, then like start working on that. Start figuring that out. Yeah, do find what makes you happy. Work on something that makes you happy. Yeah, I agree. I think like you said it perfectly. It's just work is work. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, obviously you have to have a job and you have to make money somehow. So do what you want that's going to make you happier. And like leaving your job is okay. And I feel like a lot of people get scared of the idea of change and like leaving your job. Mm -hmm. But like once you do it, you'll be happier. Yeah. And, you know, there, this is like, it could be a full episode. Like there's so much that goes into it, right? Like, you know, you got to make money. You got to have the benefits. You need to have like that backdrop. You need to have like that stability. So it's not just like, you know, I feel like very privileged to be able to say like, oh, just leave if you're that unhappy when like, no, that's not like how the real world works. You can't just leave your job. Like you do need to have like a plan and, you know, savings. Start like writing down. that and like what you want what you want to do and like even if you don't know it eventually after you just continue to write stuff down and really think about it like commit to thinking about it and commit to like writing stuff down and you eventually will find something that you like mm-hmm. even if it's just more than the job you have yeah now. good luck that's tough okay we're gonna do one more for today let's go this person says last advice column i submitted saying when your parents don't agree with a big decision and all I wanted was their support. That decision was to move out of my apartment and in with my boyfriend of almost three years. They're against it because I'm not engaged married. Which is kind of similar to what we were talking about before. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that person wrote in again because I feel like probably last time we talked about we knew, we wish we knew what the big decision was and now like knowing you know, what that big decision is. Oh, yeah. I mean, Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to, like, know more. And, again, it's <laughs> not to, like, always play this card, but, like, there's so many details I want to know and, like, ask and, like, talk about because so much goes into it. You know, and we did just talk about, like, moving in with your boyfriend or girlfriend and, like, kind of our positions on it. I think being able to communicate with your parents about what you're doing and why you're doing it is going to help that transition be uh, easier. I don't think you want to sacrifice your relationship with your parents just to live with your boyfriend. Now, like it's a different conversation if I'm saying like sacrifice your relationship with your parents for your relationship with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you're only sacrificing living with your boyfriend, not your relationship. Right. With like your maybe they like your boyfriend, but they just don't want you to live with they them don't want yet. You to live and with I. Them. My first thought was like, you have to do what makes you happy and it doesn't really matter what your parents think. I don't know yeah. how old you are, but yeah, it's hard um, because maybe you just have different values in your parents and you're if you're doing something just to make them happy, it's kind of like, how, how long are you going to, it's going to continue on to new things in your life. Yeah. It's going to continue on to when you have kids and eventually you have to be like, this is my life. Yeah. So and, I get that side of it. Yeah. And I think the thing for me to, like that I always have to remind myself when I get advice from people that I maybe don't agree with is 
and this isn't from everybody, but if it's from people you trust and know and love, then they are giving you advice with your best intention in mind, yeah. right? Like your parents are telling you to do a certain thing because they want what's best for you. But maybe you should ask it's them not, to give you reasons. Yeah, I think having a conversation about it, like airing it out to them saying, hey, here's- Make a deal. Yeah, or uh, who knows? Honestly, you know, it's uh, like think about it from their perspective. They they may be right. They may be wrong. Who knows? But being able to like put yourself in their shoes yeah. and like think about it from that perspective, like might help change your perspective yeah. on it. Or, or who knows? Maybe it is a conversation with your boyfriend too, right? If your parents say- you're rushing into it or that's too far away or you can't afford that. You don't want to be responsible for him or, you know, vice versa. Like there's so many other details and having that conversation with your boyfriend about it is important too, because I think moving in a lot of times creates more um, like questions and more things that need to be figured out. You know, who's going to pay for rent? How do we split that? You make more money than me. Yeah. You know, how do we split groceries? Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's just a lot. I think just um, like reading the room too. Like, if your parents are like right about a lot of these things, like their reasoning is like, you know, examples. You can't afford it and you've only been dating for two months and this. Maybe you should really think about what they're saying. Just reading the room. Like, if they're saying, oh, it, it hasn't been long enough, but you're like, literally, I've been with this guy for six years, then mm -hmm. like, they're wrong. And I don't know, like, then I think you just have to, like, what we're saying is have a conversation with them. Also, I think making a deal and kind of being like, at some point, I'm going to do what I want, but I'm happy to, like, you know, work something out with you guys so that I, you don't ruin the relationship with your parents also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a, t it's a tough one. And I think, yeah. it's you hard. know, if Such obviously writing this in your not worried but you value your parents opinion and you value value their relationship like you don't want that to go to waste yeah I, I think prioritize that like think about that when you go through this process like yeah because that's going to be something that you don't want to lose that's gonna be something you don't want to regret like i moved in with my boyfriend and therefore my parents cut off conversations and like that's way more hard mm -hmm. than, you're gonna regret and, that and if your yeah. boyfriend is pressuring or if like you know, if your boyfriend doesn't understand why you're not moving in, then maybe that says something well, about your relationship. We're, like we're getting ahead yeah, of ourselves. No, we're, we're, yeah, I'm, I'm writing the book uh, <laughs> with barely knowing the characters here. Okay. So. Your hair looks funky right now. Yes, it does. Do you see our dog? Yeah, she does. Can't even see her head. Yeah. She's like buried in the blankets. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think that was probably enough for today. You guys always have really good questions. And I, like I said before, I appreciate you writing in and I hope that we were able to give some sort of advice. Obviously, I know we're not there to like help you with the situation and we're not, you know, medical professionals or like therapists. But I think, you know, we've been through a lot in our life and we like to share what we think from our perspective would help you. Mm -hmm. We're always here to help. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody who wrote in and hopefully just like hearing our perspective or even our conversation on it is maybe just gives maybe you helpful in one little bit of. Yeah. Um, insight. So thank you all. We See love you. you. Good night. Next week. <laughs> See ya.